0: Welcome, for the last time, to Duskwall. It's been a long, strange thing, saying goodbye to the magpies. We recorded this finale back in May, and I finished editing it at the end of June. And since then, I've been posting episodes every two weeks. But now, as I'm recording this last intro for the show, this is where it really feels like the end for me. The Magpies started as a bunch of notes in Google Docs in the summer of 2017, and it has grown into something far beyond anything I could have imagined or even hoped for. I've made so many friends, met so many wonderful people, and started building something that I hope is doing some small amount of good in the world. It has been an incredible experience, And while the journey isn't over, I am leaving this first part of it behind. It's a strange, sad, proud feeling, looking back at the show and the stories we told here. Today's episode is split into two parts, both of which are being released today. We are planning to do a Season 4 Q&A episode as well, so keep an eye on our Twitter, Clever underscore Corvids for a post asking for your questions that should go up tomorrow. It's no secret to anyone that the TV show Leverage has been a huge inspiration for the Magpies, not just in how I title the episodes, but in the overall message of the show. Laws and systems are frequently not set up to help people, so sometimes you have to go outside them to fix things. There's an episode where one of the characters, Parker, is undercover at a debt collection agency, making calls when she realizes that she's calling someone for their debts owed for cancer treatment. She disconnects the call and starts deleting debt after debt from the company's database. This month's featured charity is RIP Medical Debt, which sort of lets you do something along those lines without the stress of being undercover at a call center, RIP medical debt buys up huge amounts of medical debt for pennies on the dollar and then just forgives it. People who are facing bankruptcy, poverty, or homelessness due to medical bills are freed from debt. The healthcare system in America is horribly broken, something that's become even more starkly apparent during the pandemic. We can and should advocate for universal health care with our representatives. But that kind of change takes time. This is something that can help people now. If you take nothing else away from this show, I hope it's that. Look for ways to help people now in your community. The world we live in is a scary, painful one, and it can be so hard to see how you can help. But there are so many ways we can take care of each other. We just have to find them and be willing to do what we can. Now then, let's see how it ends, shall we? We open up on Duskwall. It's a fairly ordinary late morning. The perpetually darkened streets are bustling with people going about their days, shopping, working, kids running around, some of them pickpocketing. And we we see on a, a a wall a few wanted posters painted up, and uh, there's there's three posters that have the the magpies pictures on them, and we see a a person kind of a you know wearing a, a like a wool pea coat that's pretty battered, clearly seen better days, that has a a little magpie pin on the lapel, uh, walks by and just super casually raises their arm and drags their hand across and pulls down the posters as they go. So it just leaves kind of the, the top and bottom shreds behind. And then we will cut over to the hound's paw. Rigney is at the bar, as usual, What's a little less usual is that uh, at, at one end of the bar, Nevin is sitting there with a comical stack of, of books beside him. Hmm. He mentioned to, to Blair at Gratitude that he was uh, interested in, in studying alchemy, um, and, and based on this, this tower is, is working towards that goal. He's got a, a notebook in front of him and a, a book open. He's got little bookmarks stuck in it and uh, is is doing some reading. And Rigney like keeps coming over and is like trying to move the books to be a little more secure. And every time Nevin is like, "Don't don't touch them. I have them organized in a way. <laughs> They're fine. Just leave them." And Rigney's like, "They're gonna fall and break all my shot glasses." But okay. <laughs> And yeah, so this is kind of the the midday scene. Uh, There's also, you know, a few of the regulars here for lunch. But that's pretty much the scene when the the magpies come in and Rigney will uh, wave at you, kind of gestures at your your usual table and says, "Uh, I'll be right over. I've uh, got something for you.
1: Ooh, a present. Surprise.
0: A letter. Probably a surprise.
1: I suppose we'll see then
0: sounds ominous he kind of makes a face (laughs) is it a good surprise uh he like reaches into the bar and and picks up a letter and even from like kind of where you all are heading over to your table you can see it's like very fine white paper there's there's a little bit of a wax seal visible on the back he's like i'm guessing probably not he gets a tray together with your drinks and the letter um Brings everything over, passes out your drinks, and we'll just kind of set the letter down in the middle of the table. And he's just like, a uh blue coat captain came by earlier and dropped this off, said that it needed to go to the three of you uh as soon as possible. So Ah. Here you go.
1: That is worrisome. Yeah.
2: I think Myra reaches for it if no one else does. Yeah, go for it. So what is it? There's seals on it, you said?
0: Yeah, so the the front the the front of the letter it just says the magpies as is for an address, um, and the back has a it the it's a black wax seal, but there's like little flecks of like a gold and silver in the the wax, um, and it is the you know it's it's clearly like somebody did this with like a you know a proper metal seal, and the the heraldry uh, is is one that. I think you all would you would probably recognize uh as being House Penderin. You've had indirect dealings with the Penderins over the the months and years. Um Lady Penderin is kind of has long been known to you as a, a member of the Circle of Flame. You're pretty sure she's been the leader of it, but you've never really interacted with them directly. And it seems that they're A noble estate has sent you all a letter. Huh.
1: Well, that is worrisome.
2: Yeah, Myra breaks the seal and, like, unfolds it. She wants to know what's happening.
0: Um, it's a pretty short letter, and it just says, To the magpies, it is clear now that you are dedicated and passionate, focused wholly on your goals. I can relate. I wish for no further bloodshed or violence to come upon those that I care about or those that you care about. I would like to discuss a truce. Please visit my estate at a date and time uh, that's a few days from now, and we can discuss terms. Sincerely, Lady Eleanor Penderin.
2: I think Myra puts it down. Well, there's no way we're going to her territory for this.
1: No, but also this may be a good sign.
2: We've definitely scared her.
1: It means we truly do have them on the back foot.
2: This could be a trap. Most likely. Definitely not her territory. If we could make a meeting in neutral territory, maybe. But I think we'd have to set up some some safeguards.
1: Where is neutral?
2: I don't know, somewhere public?
1: Do we want to be seen with her, though? I feel like someone observing such a thing could get the wrong idea.
2: We have plenty of ways to spread the truth afterwards. No, I think by neutral I mean not in Brightstone or Charter Hall or any of those districts. Yeah. We're going to have to, but I, I think Nightmarket might be too much ours. I don't know.
1: That That's the problem. Everywhere is polarized.
2: Let me look at the map very quickly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that that is the thing, is you all have, like, if we go back to, you know, the faction mechanics, which I've honestly barely used, you basically are at, like, have ally status with the citizens of the Docks, Silkshore, Char Hollow, and Coleridge. And in terms of... Crow's foot, the Lamp Blacks are pretty powerful there, so that that's kind of perceived to be friendly territory to you. And and similarly, I think with Six Towers and Night Market, you you all like you have a lot of the city, at least the 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 populace is pretty sympathetic to you all. Right.
2: So actually I think Charter Hall might be okay. I was thinking of White Crown and Brightstone as being the ones that are way too fancy for us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Charter Hall might be okay neutral ground. It's right in the middle of the city. Neither of us has, I mean, okay, so she does actually have a lot of influence in Charter Hall,
0: but it's probably not where she lives. Her residence is in Brightstone. And like, that's the thing is, you all kind of have a lot of the sympathy of the populace. Lady Pandarin, by virtue of her connections to the city council, basically has sway over the people in power. She has uh she's going to have a lot of influence with the blue coats. Like that's why this letter was delivered by a blue coat captain. So, you know, that's that's the thing is, there's nowhere in the city where either party can go that is going to totally escape the other's influence. You all are in a position where you have a lot of people who are very sympathetic to you. She is in a position where she has just a lot of social and political power. So I, I, I do think that if you're looking for something the closest to neutral territory I think would be Charter Hall.
2: So there's some cool locations in Charter Hall we haven't really explored that could be fun backdrops. Uh-huh. There's the artist colony on the Charter Wall, which would be like in Charter Hall, which is more hers, but probably we have some sympathy there. And also we could stand on top of a weird wrecked wall with a bunch of artists <laughs> around. Or we could meet in front of Giant Park which is a nightmare.
1: What's the deal with the park?
0: It's it's right on one of the canals um and the the deal with the park from the book is the great alchemist, for whom this park is named, contrived to formulate soil and seeds that could produce real growing trees without sunlight or radiant energy. Whoa, what? They're horrifically toxic to all living things and must not be touched, but they still grow beautifully here over a hundred years later, so it's full of poison death trees. <laughs> That's sick as hell, though. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> <So Yeah.
3: laughs> the last recording, I'm still fucking learning things about Blades in the Dark. I know, right? I highly yeah, well, recommend like, not and- reading.
0: so yeah i that could be a very interesting uh spot to set this this meeting
1: just push her onto a tree i guess we
0: we could (laughs) i'm i'm picturing that there are like like wrought iron fences going up around the trees so like they can still grow but it's it's you're you're not just gonna stumble into one
2: (laughs) what if from back when this was a fancy a fancy park. There's like a beautiful gazebo that's all like yes dis- in disrepair now. Yes. There's absolutely a gazebo. The pavilion at Giant Park sounds like a fantastic meeting place.
0: Okay. So so you're going to write a a response letter of sure we'll talk. Here's our location. Is that basically the plan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You've already gone in a direction that I did not anticipate and should have. Did you think um, we were going to go
2: into her house?
0: I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> that sounds like a good way to die. That's a trap, Re. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, disappointed. Okay. I had
0: plans. I it know. could still be a trap at Giant Park. No, no, I, I love the park. The park is good. Mm-hmm. And like, this is, it makes sense that you all would be like, yeah, we're not going into her fucking house. That's a death <laughs> trap. <laughs> okay, so I think I'm going to need some kind of role for, for the response letter to, to see how persuasive y- you are in this, if you convince her to accept your terms.
3: Who has, who has the
0: best, uh, what is it, would it be command or consort? It depends on how you want to approach it. I could see Command, Consort, or Sway. Any of those could work here. It just depends on how you're you're framing the the letter. I'm really good at two of those. I
2: think we're going with Consort or Sway. Okay. I don't know which.
0: I mean, yeah, that is the thing. Sway is manipulative. You don't care what happens to the person after you talk to them in this way. Consort is honest and open.
1: I mean, I think we are being honest.
2: Yeah. I've got four dots in Consort. Do it. That's always been my best.
0: Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Let me think. It's controlled, reduced effect. She's not terribly inclined to change her venue, but could be persuaded.
2: That's a five.
0: Five. Okay. I I think this is what it is. She will agree to the new meeting location, but you're not going to get any additional advantages on the engagement role. Okay. Myra writes this letter back and then I think like the next day <laughs> you all have to come back. It's like there's this exchange back and forth of arranging this meeting, but she will agree to to meet you there and yeah, I think you've got uh, a couple days before this meeting. What would you all like to do if anything?
1: Probably spend some time with Neric's. <laughs> yeah, let her yeah. know this time.
0: Yeah, yes, you've been very good about telling her lately. What's what's going on, Josie? Did you want to do any kind of scene with Nerix here, or just you go see her and let her know?
1: Uh, yeah, I think just see her and let her know.
0: Okay, she is concerned, as usual, for your safety, but. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think at this point the the two of you have kind of come to an, an understanding, and and she knows that you are trying to finish things so you can step back from all of this risky stuff a lot more.-hmm so she will she will fuss over you and we'll will, will send you on your way with lots of kisses. Moi. So the day of the meeting arrives. The three of you head to uh, Jay and Park, and it's very well maintained. There's these, you know, fine flagstone paths winding through. There's, you know, lots of little kind of offset uh, areas with benches and and chairs and places where people can like sit and enjoy the scenery. And there's all these big towering trees, living trees that have leaves and branches. Uh, nothing lives in them. There are no birds nesting in these trees. I think... I feel like the leaves are all black.
3: Ooh. Um I goth feel like they're all trees. just like
0: Yeah, yeah, they're super goth trees. Um I feel like they're all jet black leaves, and there are these like 10 foot tall wrought iron fences around the, the trunks of each, and there are warning signs on each being like toxic, do not touch. I think that there's like as you're making your way through this park, you see a couple of the groundskeepers. Who are in like very heavy, not like full hazmat, but it's kind of that vibe of like they've got you know protective gear on. They probably have goggles. They have some kind of face masks, um, and they're like very carefully gathering like any leaves that fall from these trees so that nobody touches them. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, you you all make your way over towards the the gazebo. How early do you head over? In advance in the meeting,
3: I would say at least five to ten minutes early because early is on time, and on time is late.
2: I was going <laughs> to okay. say half an hour for the same
0: reason. <laughs> no, <laughs> half hour is great. Okay, so you all head over there about half an hour early, and I think as you're heading over, you all notice fairly quickly that the park is like other than the groundskeepers, the park is basically empty. There's nobody else here. hmm I think there's like a little uh like decorative uh stream that kind of winds through the park and I'm imagining that there's like a bridge you go over and then the, the gazebo is in a little cleared out area on the other side. And a- as you're making your way over, hmm, I'm going to do a fortune roll to see if you all get there before her.
2: I kind of like the idea that we both kind of like congregate in, like, separate areas
0: of the rest of the park before proceeding up to the pavilion at the designated <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> time. Okay. Yeah, so... Yeah, you you all kind of, like, wander through the park and, like, find a spot where you can hang out and keep an eye on the pavilion, but don't start heading over until uh, just a few minutes before. And I think that, like, as you all are, like, climbing up the steps on one side... Lady Pendrin is, like, 30 seconds behind you, um, coming up the stairs on the other side. Hmm. She has four guards with her um, who kind of take up, like, two of them stay on the stairs that uh, she came up, and the other two circle around and go to the stairs that you t- that you all came up. Lady Pendrin is uh, an Akarosian woman, light skin, uh, dark hair, I think, like, dark brown that's uh, starting to be a little touched with gray. She's dressed... Very fashionably um I think it's like a tailored like light gray um suit wearing gloves, very nice shoes um her hair is is pulled up just like it's not it's not overstated she's not flaunting her wealth but just she exudes money everything about her, everything she's wearing is just the highest quality that money can buy mm-hmm I, I'm imagining that there's kind of like a, like a wooden bench kind of running around the, the outside of, of this gazebo. It's like open in the middle and there's a place to sit around the edge. And she she will sort of, you know, dust off the, the seat and, and sit down and just sort of uh, look the three of you over. It's like, you are all so much younger than I'd imagined. How old did you think we were? I'm not sure exactly. Just for, for as much as you have uh, done in this city. Somehow thought you'd be older. We
1: are still young enough to get into the trouble.
0: <laughs> that you are. Uh, please, have a seat. Mink sits. Nia, Myra sits as well. So does Blair, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say, it's, uh, it's good to finally meet the three of you. I feel like we've been circling each other for quite some time. Yes,
1: in truth, I'm surprised we haven't met face-to-face already.
0: Well, I've been quite occupied with my responsibilities to the city, and to be frank, uh, a face-to-face meeting with you tends not to end terribly well for most people in my former organization. I don't suppose I can really call it much of an organization at this point—more
2: of a partnership. Am I right?
0: Mm, Yes. And Teslin was not pleased about this particular meeting, but I convinced her that this was the best path forward.
1: So, a truce, you said?
0: Yes, it's been a very interesting year or so here in the city with uh, your little band, uh, Well, quite frankly, making uh, an awful lot of waves. And while you, you have brought about a lot of change to the city, not all of it has been for the better. There have been a lot of people that have lost things, lost their homes, their livelihoods, in some cases, their lives. I understand your desire for change within the city, and I can see that you are truly dedicated to it. I would like to offer a partnership.
2: A partnership. Have you even understood the kind of change that we're looking for? Or are you going to pretend to be ignorant of the activities of every other member of your little
0: circle? No, I would not do that. Although I will admit, uh, I did not have Alistair uh, as my guess for being a demon. I actually thought it was Drake for quite a while until you all revealed otherwise. I, like a great many people in our world, have been looking for purpose. And for a time, What this organization offered promised me purpose. The forgotten gods that I attempted to follow promised me purpose, but none of it has. none of it's truly meant anything. I would like to make changes in myself, I suppose. And yes, I am aware that my former associates were engaged in a great many terrible things.
2: And you. Don't think we don't have that journal from those horrible experiments. Don't think we didn't see your initials in it.
1: Minx is like, whoa, Myra.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As I said, the guidance of certain forgotten gods led me into some very dark places. And, well, I suppose I, among other things, would like to make amends I know the kind of change that you want to see in the city, and I think that, truthfully, a lot of what you are advocating for is inevitable. The world is changing. It always does, and the, the things that my fellow members of the nobility have counted on as unwavering pillars of our position in the city are not quite so solid. What I propose is... As I said, a partnership. You all want to change the city for the better. You can't accomplish that in the ways that you are going about it. You're chipping off little pieces here and there, but you're not looking at the whole. You don't have the connections. You don't have the influence. Quite frankly, you don't have the money to accomplish the kind of change that would really remake the city. I can offer you all of that.
1: It doesn't seem like all the money in the world has led to anyone else changing the city
0: for the better. They haven't been motivated to, for the most part, the Evermars being an exception.
1: We aren't unique in our desires. We may be unique in our action, but there is no way we are the first, nor will we be the last. I do not think money or influence is what changes things. It seems very much to keep things the same as much as that pains me to admit.
0: That is in your experience, in your view of things. From my position, which is admittedly a much more connected one, I think that you could have the potential to accomplish a great deal more if you had greater resources, greater connections. You are not wrong. There are a great many who wish for change in this city. But you all are terribly unique. Very few have gone to the lengths that you have and succeeded. Most who have tried are dead or in iron hook, exiled from the city. You all are something special.
1: But we didn't do it alone. And your organization has routinely targeted those we care about, the people who let this happen, who... Gave us the ability to make this happen. We have connections just fine. So really all you're offering us is money.
2: Why do you need us? Why can't you just change the city yourself?
0: As I said, I also would like a truce. I tire of the bloodshed and the threats. As you've said, I... My organization has targeted people you care about. You have targeted people that my associates care about. It has been a painful back-and-forth war, and we have an opportunity here to end it. Now, if we cannot come to an agreement here, well, I cannot tolerate further threats to the well-being of myself and Those that I care about.
1: What are you willing to give up for such a truce? If you want change, sacrifice is necessary. We've all sacrificed a great deal to be where we are. Or do you intend to stay on the throne, so to speak, where you now sit?
0: I I kind of want a group role of some point of, of mm. some kind at this point because I'm I want to I want to I, I get a, a a feel of what she's gonna be willing to to offer.
2: This be a group I consort. Minx,
1: yeah, Minx is being honest.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, consort as well.
0: Yeah, give give me a group consort. This is basically a fortune roll, so I'm I'm not gonna have any any consequences attached to it. I got a six.
2: My highest was a four, five. So we get a six and no
0: stress. Yep, and nobody takes any stress because after you started reading, I'm like, oh, I don't know who's leading this, but it doesn't matter. I was just I would
2: lead it, but
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't need. Well, I don't know if there are specific details you're angling for, but I can say that what's left of the circle would, of course, be disbanded. Uh, any relics, occult artifacts that we have acquired would be surreptitiously turned over to the spirit wardens for disposal and destruction. And my family sits on the city council. We have a great deal of influence over the decisions of the other noble houses. I can exert pressure on them through business, through politics, to in a year or two, I think we could have your uh, unionization efforts see success as a start. It wouldn't be fast. Uh, These kinds of changes take time.
2: We don't expect any change to be fast. What do you want from us, from our side,
0: besides a ceasefire? Minx was not wrong when she said that you all have plenty of connections. You do. I would like cooperation, information, things that can make these changes smoother and less violent for everyone. You all have been operating outside of the... Good graces of the city's authorities for a long time, but you do have a lot of connections with the average person. This would allow you to connect to both worlds and bring about greater change live in the dusk wall that you all have been fighting for so hard.
1: I believe we may need a few moments
0: of course, of course, she will stand up and kind of you know brush herself off and um, be like will give you your privacy, Uh, just signal when you're ready to continue our conversation. And uh, she will walk down the stairs, Uh, her guards will kind of form up around her, they walk off, you know, uh, kind of, there's a little like cluster of of fenced off trees, Um, it's probably about like 30, 40 feet away, that they, they walk off to. She's far enough away that like, she's obviously not eavesdropping. So this is bullshit, right?
1: Most likely.
2: There's no need to put this kind of pressure on it, and there's no need for us to partner up if she's sincere. If she's even sincere to begin with, we can't know that for sure.
1: But what if she is?
2: If she is, she can prove herself.
1: I suppose that's true.
2: I don't trust her, because the time that we've been doing this, she has not seen the poor as full people who are worthy of living.
1: Am, am am I terrible for considering it, or am I just being hopeful?
2: You're not terrible for considering it. If she really is sincere, then that would be helpful. But we don't- not everyone who's fighting needs to be fighting the exact same fight. We can do what we do, and she can do what she does.
1: Yes, yes, I suppose so. If there is a way to resolve this without- with minimal stabbing, I think it's worth-
2: Ceasefire but no partnership, for now.
1: Yes. Yes, that is likely ideal.
2: Do you think she'll accept?
1: Most likely not.
2: If she doesn't accept, then what's her- what is her word worth? What is this deal worth? If she doesn't want an actual end to the violence, then- So this counter offer would just show her true intentions, then? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's worth a shot. The truth is, she probably holds most of the power here. Not that we can't fight it, but-
1: That is true. But that hasn't stopped us before. Are we ready?
2: I think we're ready. Do you yeah. want to talk or do you want me to talk?
1: I, I think you should propose it. All right. And you can perhaps seal it.
2: You're right! <laughs> I haven't used that in so long. Sorry, that was out of character.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes!
2: <laughs> That's perfect, because it, it's surety on both sides. Because if I break it, something bad also happens to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm ready.
0: All right, so you you wave her back over, um, and and she will return. Her guards take up their posts again. Um, She doesn't sit down this time. She kind of stands in the same spot, but she doesn't sit. Well, that was somewhat quicker than I expected. Have you come to a decision?
2: We have a counteroffer for you. Mm -hmm. We're not interested in a partnership at this exact moment. If you are sincere, then maybe, maybe we'll pursue something in the future. But we are willing... To agree to a ceasefire.
1: If we are able to actually see change from you, then we may reconsider.
3: But if either party breaks this truce, then it's just going to be back to our old ways.
0: Uh, I think she she kind of frowns and, and crosses her arms like, And you're committed to this stance? You're not interested in anything that I have to offer?
2: We believe in our friends proving their sincerity. I can seal this ceasefire and ensure that neither of us will attack the other without experiencing a consequence, if that's all you're worried about. She
0: has been, throughout this whole conversation, you know, uh, very pleasant, charming, almost, um, has has been giving every indication of a reasonable person who has come to the table to figure out a misunderstanding. And it's it's subtle. It's not like you know, Satara's big dramatic demon transformation, but something about her changes. The the warmth that was there just leeches away.
3: The Karen transformation.
0: <laughs> she looks disappointed, but but in a in a very kind of cold, detached way, not like the disappointment of a, a parent or a teacher, it's the disappointment of, you know, she she had plans and they're not working out. How unfortunate. She just shakes her head and is like, I suppose that it was too much to hope that you all would see reason. Lady Drake wanted the the same. She wanted to bring you all in. And Teslin and I pushed her off. It is nice to be proven right. I am not interested in anything less than the terms that I have offered you. And if you will not take those... And then I suppose we will just continue on as things have been. We've made it
2: this far. If all you're interested in is power, then I'm not interested in partnering with you.
0: And
1: thankfully, it won't be for much longer.
0: No, I don't suppose that it will. Um, And she will stride off with her guards, and the three of you are left sitting there. A very ominous feeling hanging in the air, like... Things are about to get really dicey. The, the three of you kind of linger in the, the gazebo for a little bit, let Penderin get some distance, and then leave the park, start to head home, get back on the streets. And it's, it's kind of nice getting back on the streets because, like, the park was very quiet. It was empty. Now you're back among people, normal sounds of the city. You make your way uh, across Charter Hall and, and over into Six Towers, heading for the Nest. Kind of, you know, figure out your next steps. Uh, this, this meeting didn't result in any real change in the status quo. Um, you're, you're still at, you know, hostilities with the remaining members of the Circle of Flame. And you're probably about three blocks from the Nest. When you start hearing the blue coat carriage uh, bell ringing. And, like, at first you don't think anything of it because you live in a big city. You hear these all the time. But then you hear another one and another one. And they are, like, it seems like every blue coat in the district is out on the streets and in high alert. And you kind of start distantly hearing, you know, a few streets away, a few blocks away shouting of, you know, a, a blue coat announcing to the populace. Duskwall is under lockdown until the criminals known as the magpies have been apprehended. There is a citywide hunt for the magpies. And it's just like repeating over and over that Duskwall is under lockdown. The magpies are being hunted, and the clanging of the blue coat bells is starting to get a little louder.
1: I think Minx is just going to put on, a, her her smile doesn't falter, but she's just going to rest a hand on Myra and Blair's shoulders and s- s- start speeding up the group.
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are power walking back to the nest.
1: Yeah. We might need to take an underground catacomb, maybe. It's not a bad idea.
0: Yeah, I I think I think that you all. Well, I mean, like your your lair has always been hidden. It's in this ruined guard tower. So I I have always kind of assumed that like the entrance probably was underground somewhere. Oh, okay. Weird that we never so, figured yeah. that out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you you head you you dip down into the catacombs uh, and then hustle back to the nest. And I think like once you get back up above ground, it's just like. The streets are crawling with blue coats. They know that you operate a lot in six towers and night markets, so there seem to be a lot of them out here. Um, you can just hear the bells clanging. You can hear blue coats shouting. And this has been—it took you less than an hour to get from the park to get home. Gods above,
1: she works fast. We need to move tonight, don't we?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, we need to get working. All
1: right. She did give us her address.
2: Do you think there's anything worth uh worth seeing there? There's got to be.
1: The the journal counts for something. There's got to be more.
2: Yes. What exactly does she look like behind closed doors?
1: Because if we just if we just remove her, she has powerful friends, and that could be very bad.
2: Yeah, we can't afford to kill her. We can't do an assassination here.
1: So, I think we need to scandal her.
3: It'll be the same thing as Lord Mora. We'll fling some dirt on her and then expose
1: Ah, uh, Dirt? Like on the rock demon?
2: Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Like on the rock demon. Thank you for lightening the mood.
1: Uh, sorry, coping mechanism, the humor is. Anyway.
2: <laughs> we'll use Lord Moore, our experience with Lord Moore as a foundation upon which to build.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, that
2: sounds, that
1: sounds great. And normally I'd spin a tale about some affair, but I think it needs to be something disastrous.
2: I think it needs to be the truth.
1: You know what? For wit's sake, I'll say those are the same.
0: <laughs> I would agree. You can gather information. However, uh, it is not going to come without risk this time, because everybody is actively hunting you. <laughs> I mean not yep. everybody, but the blue coats are actively tearing the city apart looking for all of you. I think basically what I'm gonna say is everything is bumped down one you're going to be at reduced effect for your gather infos because you have to be a lot more cautious and there's a chance that like you may just have to pull out and run away and hide in order to avoid getting caught
1: yeah what does our gather info even look like like honestly it might just be staring at the building for a while <laughs> before we go in
0: yeah yeah if you want to just like do that if you want to like load up and and make your way up there and study the building for a bit should we pick up anything before? I guess
2: I guess that's what flashbacks are for. Never mind. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Kim, how do you feel about just jumping in?
2: Yeah, that's fine by me.
0: All right. Yeah, and I I will say with your your underground your 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 maps and all that of the the underground passages in the city, you can get pretty close before you you have to come up on the streets again. So let's do the engagement roll. Actually, let's not. Let's figure out your loadout.
1: Uh, I'm going heavy.
0: Heavy. Heavy. Okay, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, All since right. we're not even
0: walking the streets beforehand, like... One for luck. Is this operation particularly bold or daring? Yes. Is the plans detail exposed vulnerability to target? I do not think it hits her where she's weakest. We are going to her no, house. No, and, and yeah, her house is, is quite secure. Friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation. Not right now. Enemies arrivals are interfering in the form of the blue coats. Yeah, this is shaken out to a 2d6 take the lower engagement. Oofadoofa. So, oof. Oh no. Three and a two. Alrighty. You're going to be starting in a desperate position. That seems accurate. So, your underground passageways through the city can get you pretty close. They can get you up into Brightstone, but you, you have to come back up onto the streets about, like, two blocks away from uh, the Penderin estate. And you, like, pop your head up, you know, out of the, the catacomb entrance. You look around. The alley is empty. You slip out into the alley. You step out onto the street and immediately... There's a blue coat patrol that like comes around the corner and is immediately sees all three of you face to face. You're clearly identified. What are you gonna do? Smoke Should we run? Bomb? You do have one smoke bomb left. It <laughs> seems like a good opportunity. Yeah.
1: I think Minx just looks at them like a deer in the headlights. Smoke bomb. <laughs>
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Give me. Give me a roll.
1: Um. What sort of roll? Oh. Prowl. Well, it's maybe? gonna be
0: desperate. Yes. Yeah. If this is is this is cover for you all running away. Mm-hmm. So I think prowl makes sense. Um. Yeah. Gonna be desperate. Critical. Hell yeah. <laughs> Killing it.
3: <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just really funny. <laughs> I think what happens is because this is one of the, the smoke bombs that Sikhs made for you. And you've had this one for a while. And I think unbeknownst to all of you, and quite frankly, unbeknownst to Sikhs, like a fine wine, oh dear. <laughs> whatever alchemy went into making this smoke bomb fermented over time, and it aged. And so what comes out of this, it's not just, it's it's a thick, green-black smoke that like and unfortunately like the your your the the wind is such that it blows into the blue coats faces but it's just this like noxious like horrible smoke that comes out and they all immediately just start like coughing and gagging and it's really thick so they can't see and the three of you just book it <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> congratulations you have evaded the cops let me mark down, your smoke bomb is gone. I don't know what that was, but I'm thankful for it. <laughs> so the three of you are able to get away. I think you're kind of, you know, ducking in and out of alleys, but you make your way over to uh, the, the Penderin estate. And unsurprisingly, it's huge and kind of centrally located in in the district. It has, like, you can see the the towers of the Sanctorium kind of, Fairly close by. Um, there's this big park in the center of Brightstone that is is the you know it, it commemorates the uh, Empire's victory in the Unity War. And the the Pendarin Estate is very close to this park. It's very centrally located. It's it's near all of the 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 best aspects that Brightstone has to offer. Huge huge estate fenced-in grounds. There's, like, kind of the central building, and then there's a few smaller buildings scattered around it. It's, like, four stories tall, beautiful stonework, and it's very imposing-looking. There's a lot of, um... It's actually currently being guarded by a number of bluecoats They're posted up outside. Hmm. And there are lights on inside the home.
1: Oh. I think we just need to use cover of dark to our advantage. Are, are they patrolling? at all
0: so there's like kind of the the front gates there's just some people stationary posted in front of those but then there's also like if you hang out and and watch for a little bit you can see there's two two groups of four blue coats each that are are circling the building or the estate so yeah there's there's patrols happening
1: like how far between the fence and the and the house
0: from where you're looking, I think you're kind of looking at the front of the building. There's a decent amount of ground to cover, but I think if you circle around to the back, there's not not quite as much. And there's more sort of like, there's like a carriage house and what is probably like a building for servants' quarters. Um, there's a few more buildings. There's more available shadow in the back, more, more hiding places available.
1: So it sounds like that's the direction we need to go in, yes?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Any... Any thoughts on how to sneak past, or are we just normally sneaking past?
3: We could like, I don't know, toss a rock or something and try to distract them to draw them away from where we need to go
1: it's not It's not a terrible idea. i, I guess we'll see what the situation is around back.
3: Hmm.
0: So you can head around back. There's a a back gate that also has two blue coats on it. Um, it looks like this is a a much larger gate. It looks like this is where, you know, the, the carriages for the house would go in and out of. And yeah, there's just those two two squads are kind of circling the building. Blair?
1: Hmm? Do you have anything like an acid that could loosen some of the bars of this fence?
0: Uh, uh do I? Let's find out. Let's look at the gear list. You might. I could, if nothing else,
3: I could see it be... An argument for unusual weapon, but I don't... Demolition tools.
0: We've ruled that there's acid in demolition tools before. All
3: right, so I will mark
1: off... Rod iron is pretty thick, but if we can just go through the fence rather than over, that's probably better.
3: Yeah. Gonna need a roll. What would it be to pour acid on a gate?
0: I think... So I was initially thinking wreck, but wreck is is bigger than this. I think this might be finesse. I could see an argument for finesse. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because this is delicate work. Oh, yeah.
1: How much finesse you got?
3: Uh, I'm okay, finesse. I have two.
1: Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. do you want any of our help? An assist would be
0: fantastic if you're willing.
1: Sure, why not?
0: Okay, great. All right. So it's going to be risky. I think risky standard for for the moment. Okay, that's a five. Five. You do it, but there's a consequence. I am... I'm going to start a clock. You don't have to. I do. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think that like, you know, we're working, working together, Minx and Blair kind of split up the acid while Myra keeps watch and you're, you're able to, to loosen two of the bars enough that the three of you can, can slip in. The clock is going to be that the, the blue coats on patrol are going to notice the, the fence being messed up. Okay, And we'll raise the alarm. So we're going to set that at one out of four. Uh, but you, you are on the grounds. To the left side of, of the estate grounds is the carriage house. To the, the right side is what you're guessing is probably the servants' quarters. And there's kind of like an, an open space leading to the um the back of the house. Okay. So how do you want to proceed?
1: I'm wondering if there's like a passage from the servant quarters to the house.
0: Oh, I don't know be. if this
1: is on the scale where they do the thing where there's secret passages so servants can go unseen, but
0: it is worth investigating. <laughs> <laughs> that that checks out. I I do not think that that is a stretch for people that have this kind of money. <laughs> yeah, building an underground passageway so that their their servants are not uh, damp and unkempt when they show up for work would totally be a thing. That's and great. they did stuff
1: like that in the Centralia Club. So,
0: oh yeah.
2: I bet they have uniforms.
0: That's a good idea. Yeah, you want right. to head into the, yeah. the the servants' quarters? All right. I got to think about what this building looks like. It's it's a, a two-story building, um, kind of a, a long, low building relative to the rest of the manor. A fair number of windows, front door, back door. There's lights on in some of the windows. You As you're kind of, like, getting close, you're pretty sure that, like, this is both servants' quarters and also, like, you kind of, you get the smell of, like, laundry being done. So, like, the household laundry's probably done out here. There's probably other, like, servant duty areas in this building in addition to living quarters. Right. So, yeah, how do you want to get in here? Is there a window we can just climb through? There's a lot of windows. There's a couple doors.
1: I'm thinking maybe just the back door or something.
0: Okay. Yeah, so uh, give, me, give me some kind of roll to, to sneak in here. Would that be
3: a group prowl? Sure.
0: Who wants to lead?
2: I can lead. I have no stress.
0: Okay. This is going to be risky standard.
1: Got a this four. is the sort of role where it may not matter, but I got a critical.
0: I also got a critical! Uh, Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is probably Jesus. the least important role of the night, but...
0: <laughs> I know! Okay, so... Okay. You get inside, your and without being noticed... There is an underground passage that leads into the house. What other benefit would you like?
1: I was thinking the servants are on our side.
0: Oh, that would be big. Oh,
2: yeah, because I bet she's not a good employer either. And no,
0: she sucks. Let's do it.
2: Doesn't think servants are people who matter.
0: <laughs> so the three of you get around to the back door. It's not locked because like, the servants live here. They need to go in and out. Why would they? And the you know the grounds are guarded they don't really need to keep it locked you slip inside and you're you're just kind of you know navigating through and you turn a corner and there's a a group of like three servants like standing in the hallway like talking and smoking basically on a smoke break and they stop and look at you and you look at them hello and one of them kind of like lowers the cigarette and squints and is like you're the magpies right Minx kind
1: of looks like the cat who caught the canary, but then puffs herself up and says, why, yes.
0: Who's asking? He kind of squints at you and like, it, he's clearly doing like a process of elimination of like, okay, the fancy one is Minx. <laughs> <laughs> the weird one is Blair. So that must be, looks to Myra. You, um, you helped my sister out with some uh, contract paperwork with a, her landlord a couple months ago. Oh
2: yeah, I remember that. I hope she's doing well.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's in a I'm living in a much better spot now. Guessing you're here for the lady of the house. Not quite. Do you need to get into the house? Yes. we do. Yeah. The three of them kind of look at each other and like they're, they're, there's clearly some sort of silent communication. Two of them nod and head off, and then the one who'd been talking to you, like you know, takes a last drag on a cigarette and flicks it off. And is like, follow me. Uh, And he he leads you into what is the the kitchen for the servants to use. Um, This is clearly not the the, the kitchen for the household. Opens up a door uh, and there are stairs heading down into a basement. And he says, this will take you over into the main house. Uh, It comes out into the kitchen. The Lord and Lady Pendran have some kind of, I don't know, shrine workshop in the basement i i don't know a lot of details because we're not allowed down there but you, know, you hear things i uh, i think if you're looking for stuff i would try and get down there okay we can do that that sounds fantastic thank you thank you dear if you're quiet enough and you can make it back this way we can get you back out but you know if you raise the alarm uh, there's not much we can do for you
1: Alright, but this is already much more more than expected. Thank you.
0: Neither of them are what I'd call good employers. We figured as much. Yeah, uh, good luck.
1: Well, maybe, maybe the rest of you may be able to just squat the house afterwards. Who knows?
0: (laughs) He just kind of will shake his head and hold the door open for you to head on down.
1: Minx rolls down.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, you end up in a, you know, basement hallway. It's nice. It's not, you know, it's stone floors, stone walls. There's, um, electroplasm lights, you know, scattered down the the hallway, but it still just has that kind of like cold basement feel to it. It's just a little uncomfy, but you, you are able to, to, you know, you get to the end of this hall, up the stairs and then to the door that actually will lead you into the estate, uh, without any trouble. And yeah, I think once you get to the the door, you'll you'll just let me know how you're going to proceed.
1: If there's a way for us to peek
0: out. Oh yeah, yeah. the the This door is not locked. You can crack it open and, and peek in. The kitchen is empty currently. Nobody's in here. There's a lot of like dishes and pots and pans kind of in drying racks. It looks like probably somebody just finished cleaning up from dinner. This kitchen is really nice. <laughs> oh, it's green. <laughs> it's a green kitchen. I wouldn't have pecked her for a green kitchen kind of type. <laughs> there's just a bowl of fresh fruit sitting out. Can we take some? <laughs> yes. I mean, you're here to do crimes. Let's May do well a crime. Food crimes. Fruit fruit the best crimes. crimes. Yeah, and this is um, like you know, there's been like apples that have been at, at parties and stuff before. Um, apples, and there's pears. There's oranges, which like. I don't think that uh, anybody in Duskwall grows a lot of citrus. So, like, these had to have been imported. Right. All
3: right. Well, I'm taking an orange. Yeah. <laughs> just stuffing
0: your pockets with fruit. Yeah. You can empty the Filling my bag with problem. breadsticks. <laughs> mm hmm. The impression you got was that the basement area is not just off limits, but like hidden. So, you're not oh. sure how to access it.
3: Can I look into the ghost field in Arkham Asylum this and try and find the basement? Yeah,
0: you can give it a shot.
3: Cool. Let me do it a two roll. I got uh, All right. Heist was a four.
0: Okay. You do it, but there's a consequence. And I think also, I, I didn't get a chance to say before your world, um, you're going to be at reduced effect here mm-hmm. because you are now dealing with the Penderins fall into the, the, the city council tier, which they're a tier five. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have a bit of an uphill <laughs> climb. You you put on your spirit mask and you have to remember Blair also without your spirit mask the ghost field looks bad. Right. <laughs> Go, ghost field made of ghosts staring at you all of them infinitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you put on your your spirit mask, you look into the ghost field and I think it kind of like there you get a little of like or a, a moment of the ghost field looking like that and then like the the mask kind of focuses. Yeah. And you're able to see into it. And you, you know, you're looking for a basement, so you look down. Yeah. And immediately regret it, because there are wards just surrounding, like, under your feet in yeah. every direction, and they are painful to look at. You're going to take um, level two harm. Yeesh. Uh, just, like... Uh,
1: Overwhelmed?
0: Yeah. It's like, you know when you're in a car and some asshole behind you has their high beams on? Oh, yeah. Like that, but right into the eyeballs.
2: (laughs) No, thank
0: you. So Mm. you... Okay, but but also, okay, you do it, reduced effect. You get... You don't see exactly where the entrance is. Mm Mm-hmm. But you do get... You get a sense of the layout, and you can see that, like... Further into the house, there's, like, a hallway in the basement, and you think maybe that that hallway leads to the stairs that would, that would take you down. Okay. So, like you have you have an idea of the general direction to go. You don't know exactly where you need to go, but you have a general direction. That's fine.
1: Are you all right, Blair? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'll be fine.
1: I, I imagine they have a ton of wards on this place.
3: Yeah, shit ton. Ugh, oh, you should have seen it coming, really.
1: Where do we go?
3: Uh, Blair's going to look around the room a bit and goes, uh, this way. And she's just going to stride towards further into the house.
0: Yeah. I'm also, I'm going to remind you all, because I just remembered this. Before, I think it was before this, the score where you all broke in and stole the fish hook. Mm-hmm. You broke into the cult. Myra went and did an acquire asset and got some stuff. What did, I think we called it arcane alkahest that can disable wards. She did? You didn't use that.
2: Oh. <laughs> that seems like exactly what they would bring along with them.
0: Yes. <laughs> Do you need <want> me <laughs> so to mark just, something
2: in my inventory?
0: When when you get to a point where you need it, uh, yeah, you can just, just mark it in your inventory. But I, I just remembered, I was like, oh, right. They got that and never used it. All right, well, so now we know. <laughs> I'm sure the opportunity will come up. So heading out into the house... You basically, you cross the kitchen to the other door and there is a hallway outside nice hallway, wood floors, wood paneling on the walls, which is like wood is- not not a super common resource right, so this is excessive and it's it's pretty well lit nobody in this hallway presently, but you can kind of you can't hear specifics, but like you can hear kind of distant movement and voices like it. The sound of a house that is occupied. There's people here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think basically in order to keep moving, I will need a a roll from all of you in terms of of what you're doing to to progress. Prowl, right? Yeah. Do I want to do a group prowl again? Sure. Sure. Okay. Who's going to lead? I can lead. All right. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to be risky reduced again. That's a six.
1: I got a three.
0: That's a five. Okay. So Blair takes one point of stress. Mm Mm-hmm. Minx, what, what do you, I feel like Minx gets distracted by something. What do you see that distracts you that Blair has to be like, yoink, <laughs> to pull you into cover?
1: I think Minx is still savoring the apple. And there's mm-hmm. this painting in the wha- hallway that she she kind of does a thing where she's walking past, but you kind of lean back a little bit to yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep, keep admiring it. I think it might be something of like an orchard. Oh yeah. Like what that would look like before the luminous energy. So she's like, Mhm. Ooh, pre-cataclysm stuff. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> And then Blair just like grabs you and yeah. yanks you into the next room. Uh-huh. Okay, so the next room that you're in is uh I think you just go across the hall into the dining room. Big, long, formal dining table here also made of wood. Very nice chairs with plush cushions, you know, a nice, some kind of metallic sculpture centerpiece. And I think basically, like, you can just kind of keep searching each room that you get into until you find (laughs) your entrance. Mm -hmm. So who wants to search?
1: I'm not the best at searching.
3: (laughs) I feel like I'm pretty good at poking around.
0: Okay. Or Myra, do you want to take a look? Because I know just because Blair did the, the last room.
3: Yeah, I can take a look. So that's a six on a study. Secret Tunnel.
0: So the the three of you kind of fan out across the room and are very, very quietly searching. Myra, you're checking along the wall and your your, you know, hand presses into like a panel and it makes a very soft click, which all of you freeze because any kind of noise you're like, oh shit. Um but the panel swings open and it's it's not big, it's like maybe a foot square. Um, large enough to to slide like a tray through. And indeed, that's kind of like, that's what's sitting on the other side is a tray with some like dirty dishes and glasses on it. And like, you can kind of peer through and you can see that there are stairs on the other side. Um, and it looks like this is just some sort of like, you know, if if people are, are down in the basement, you know, they can be brought food here without uh, anybody having to actually go into the basement. Mm-hmm. And what you can tell in, in looking is that, again, kind of similar to how the Centralia Club was structured, you had to go all the way up to get down. The access to the basement, to these stairs, is up on the, it's, it's on a higher floor. This box is, or this window is not big enough for you to, like, crawl through, but you can stick your head in and look, and it looks like it probably goes up to the third floor.
1: To access the basement?
0: Similar to how the, the Centralia Club was set up, you all had to go up to the, like, the very top level, and there was a secret passage stairs leading all the way down. Mm. Uh, they did a similar thing here. Okay.
1: Interesting.
0: Okay. So, you need to get up to the third floor.
1: Okay. Uh, I think we should try to find servant stairs.
0: Yes. Um, I will say kitchen is probably your best bet there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, let's go to the kitchen.
0: Okay, I, I will allow you to backtrack to the kitchen without making another roll. You, you kind of, you, you made your way across, you know where the creaky floorboards are, you get back in there. Um, give me another, well, let me think. No, the, the you're not going to have to make a roll to find the, the servants' stairs in here. For a minute I was like, do they have a dumbwaiter? But then I decided no. <laughs> <laughs> dumbwaiter would be fun, though. It would be, but uh, it, I, do they have a dumbwaiter? Let's do a dumbwaiter. It'll be fun Yay. they're rich Yay. <laughs> they've got a bit and i was like i initially was like oh well they need electricity they have electricity yes okay so you you all head back into the kitchen and in poking around again you do find stairs that that lead up but you also find uh the dumbwaiter which uh can be loaded up with food or laundry or whatever might be needed on higher levels of the house the three of you could fit It it would be Cozy. Um, <laughs> Let's get cozy. But you, you could, you could all jam yourselves in there, particularly with all your gear. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think I, I, I want some kind of roll for this.
2: We are squished onto a platform,
0: so it sounds like another prowl. Probably. Probably. I promise, eventually you'll stop making prowl rolls.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, I can lead it if we need to lead it. Sure. sure. Uh, I got a
0: four i rolled another six i got a two i'm sorry that's okay so one point of stress result is a six yeah you all you all cuddle in there with all of your stuff um and i think like when it starts up it makes a little bit of like a creaking sound because this is significantly more weight than it was designed to deal with but uh it it turns on and whirr yay you get up to the up to the third floor you can, you know, push the, the doors open, poke your heads out, and I'm gonna make a roll to see if anybody's in the hallway up here. So nobody is in the hallway? Like somebody singing sounds like a kid. Like uh. like, like a like a, a, a kid mm. who's just like in their room like th- singing and dancing around because they're a kid. Oh god, they're singing frozen. You should keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> But nobody's actively in the hall right now.
1: Probably not in the kids' room, so let's not go there. Yeah,
0: no. Myra, you, you have enough of kind of a sense of like, you, you can sort of picture like, okay, if the stairs were coming down at this angle into the dining room and we came up here, the entrance is going to have to be this way. You, you, can, you can brain that together. You've, you've done a lot of stuff with layouts and things before. Um, so you know, again, kind of the general direction you need to look. And you would have to go past where the kid's room is, but it's it's not gonna be in that room, so you just have to sneak by,
2: yeah, I think we need to let's let's
0: sneak by all right, yeah go ahead uh give me give me another prowl um this is gonna be risky greater because uh she's distracted.
1: I got a four,
0: okay, who's leading? I can lead okay, I got a four five. Five. Okay. So no stress. Uh, you do it, but there's a consequence. I am just going to tick up that blue coat's notice the fence clock. So that's now at two out of four. Um, you sneak past, no problem, and get to uh, a big... There's a set of wooden double doors that are not locked. You can push it open, and you have found Lord and Lady Pendrin's bedroom. Cool. This and Myra, you're kind of like doing the math, and you're like... or You know, thinking about the layout, and you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure... The entrance has got to be in here somewhere.
1: And they're not in here.
0: They are not. Um, The the sounds you heard when you were downstairs, it sounded like they were in a room down on the first floor. I see. Or, you know, people were down on the first floor somewhere. You're hoping they're not in the basement. That'd be awkward. Yes, it would. (laughs) Hey, remember our meeting from earlier today? We're back! (laughs) Anyway, the, the three of you fan out, and you are able to find, I think it's like in the back of like Lady Penderin's walk-in closet dressing room. <laughs> so she's got like oh tons of clothes, a vanity, like all in this big walk-in closet. And the entrance is in like hidden behind a bunch of clothes and stuff in there. You want to take anything, Minx? Hmm.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I-, I do. I do. I can only take so much though.
0: I will. I will allow you to grab one item.
1: Uh, I want a dress.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um. Yeah. You. You can. You can grab like. Mink's just like (laughs) pretty fabric. Yoink.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the shiniest.
0: yes yeah yeah it's it's got like gold gold and silver threads. I think it actually it's it looks similar to the the wax uh seal that she had, so it's black, it's a black gown with gold and silver threads all worked through it ooh fun minx, minx just bundles it up, shoves it in the bag <laughs> <laughs> and yeah the the three of you are able to slip inside and head down these long, 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 long stairs down into the basement. Um, it is also well lit. It it's, it looks like it's a very similar construction to the that little basement passage. Yeah, and you you pass by, you can see where that little tray is um, on the stairs. There's like a landing there where somebody could could come and put stuff. Uh, and then at the bottom of the stairs, there's kind of a little like antechamber, and then there's a big steel door that is covered in runes and has a a big like lock mechanism on it
3: do i recognize the runes
0: uh you know uh protection warding um it's it's like it, it's a lock and it's security you know it's alarms it's it's awarded a lot
3: now's probably a good time to use that uh word disabling item that myra has right
0: mm-hmm.
2: yes so myra is gonna get this out what what is it called again
0: uh arcane alkahest i think is what we called it and you've got four Al-Ghest. vials of it If I recall correctly, it, it like, suppresses uh, a ward for uh, a good chunk of time. Not, like, forever, but it kind of dials it down for a little bit.
2: Did we really not use it, or did we just use only one
0: vial of several? You didn't use it. How?
2: (laughs) I don't know! Dang. Okay, so she's gonna use it. What does it look like, do we think?
0: Um, I don't know, you tell me!
2: Okay, so it comes in vials.
0: Yeah. I'm
2: trying to think, because we we've done a lot of stuff with runes being how they interact with the with the with the ghost field. So mm-hmm. maybe it's like you you use your fingers to smear runes in the arcane alcahest, and it suppresses it oh, suppresses cool. the wards for a while. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So it's like a it's it's the major component, but you have to also apply the spell with it.
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, what I'm picturing is that, like, you paint your runes on over, like, the other runes, so it kind of, like, just, it's like, you know, taking a thing out of a circuit. Yeah. You break the connection. Like that a lot. Yeah, so, like, and I I think, like, Blair, you can kind of, like, check in the ghost field, and you can see the the wards, boom! I think it takes two of your vials. Mm -hmm. In order to to disable everything, because there's a lot on this door. And then... Yeah, you can just, like, I think it's like a big, like, spinny bank vault door type thing, but it seems like the only locks that they had were these arcane ones. So you (laughs) rotate the thing and swing the door open. This is the end of part one. Episode 23 will conclude in part two.